0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirma Dafyomi. Yomi. We are now in Bavakam, in Samach Zayin Amud Bet, near the beginning of the Amud, uh, taking up the first line in Mishnah Aleph in Parach Zayin uh, that delineated the distinction between Arba that only applies to oxen and sheep and Kefal that applies to everything. Why is it that arba HaMisha only applies to oxen and sheep? Nail of Shor Shor as we saw at the end of the fifth chapter, perhaps uh just as when the Torah says shore, uh in the context of Shabbat, in the context of Boar, in the context of um of several other things, in the we understand it to be referring really to uh, and to Kilaim to be referring to any animals, why don't we say the same thing here, And therefore it should be the case that if you steal an animal and slaughter it or sell it, that you have to pay four or five times the amount. Now of course, had we gone any further, we would have to decide what would be the default, four times or five times, uh, and that uh, is one of the problems, because the Torah here distinguishes between oxen and sheep, but we don't get that far. Ah uh, Amarava, Amarkra, Shorvase, Shorvase, Shnei Paimim. If you look at the pasuk on the page, you'll see it says, "Ki ignov ish Shoroseh utvachom rocha mishal akarish lemitachar haShor, rovetzon tacharaseh." So Shorvase are written twice. Now Shorvase in midiachrinilo. It's there to tell you only those. So Amri, in the Beit Midrash, they suggested, Hey, which one do we consider to be extra that tells us that it's there to limit it? Eli Mashova said to say, For If you say the one at the end is extra, because you wanted to... That's how you wanted to read. If the Torah wrote it that way, I would have thought, I would have thought, I would think it's you would say pay four plus five, not four or five. But that's not true because it says tachtav twice, so that separates them. The answer is that one of them is extra, and 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 I would know that it means four or five. The answer is no. By the way, the drashacharino we need tachtav for different drash. Tanya chol ganav shor se shor shalem nigidin. I might think that if you stole an ox worth a $1,000, that you could pay a cheap little uh, weak ox. That's what it says tahtav, meaning you have to replace it with an ox of equal value, or four or five times them. So durashar mutar can't be that Shorva said the or mutar, because it would not have been enough to say tahtav, because I still would have thought that you'd have to pay nine times as much, and the extra Tachtav is there for the other drasha. It must be Shorvah said at the beginning. Now, we agree that that would be an odd way to phrase it, but it still is possible. Now, we, that that would way we would think that if we take a look at the way that we suggest writing it, Ki ish, if a man steals, then he has to pay five for this and four for that, you'd think it only applies if he steals both and shachts them. No, no, it says utvachoktiv, he shechts it, in the singular, Lachad ve'eima, I could still say ad tarvayu, and this is a strange havmina, Umasbin lahu, that he has to steal both and then sell them. So umachrokti, but it also says he sells it, in the singular, lachad ve'eima, but I could still say havmina ad tray umaz bin chad, maybe he has to steal an ox and a sheep, sell one and slaughter the other. Now, omachroktiv. says, or cells, not and cells. So maybe you have to steal two. So maybe it has to be that you stole an ox and a sheep, and then you either slaughtered or sold one of them and left the other one around until you're chayiv, and not just you're not just chayiv for stealing one. de So it must be that shore in the end half of the pasuk. For said theresha miater and and the lamb that's mentioned at the beginning of the pasuk, those are extra. Why? The niftavachmanach yinov ishur, u'tvachol macharochah mishavakar shalem tachta ve'barzon tacharaseh, and that would have covered all the bases. Sure to say, for said theresha What do I need them for? Shvaminah shor vasein midi achminalo. So now I know that they're there to tell me that only shor vaseh have this halacha of arba Khamisha and nobody else. Okay. Now the next, the really the final line in the Mishnah was that ain ha ganav achaganev achaganev shalom tashlum nor arba vachamisha. That's where they have in common. Amar Rav Loshano Elef Rav says that this Halakha that the Mishnah states. Which is that if B, if A stole, if B stole from A, and then C is a aaganem, steals from B, that C does not pay Kful to B, B pays Kful to A, C pays Karen to B, that's only true if A never had Yehush. The original owner never had Yehush, never despaired of getting his item back. But if A really had Yehush, then B now acquires it. when C steals it from B, C now is Kful to B. Right, that's Rob's statement. We're going to address this now. We'll spend the rest of this podcast addressing it. I'm Amina Rob must have been half asleep when he said this. Literally, he must have been dozing and sleeping when he said this. This is a common phrase that Rav Sheshit uses when he wants to challenge Rav, and he says that Rob... Couldn't have meant it because he wouldn't say something like this to Tanya. Why? I'm Rabbi Akiva. We have a bright note. Rabbi Akiva says, Why did the Torah impose such a heavy fine? When you stole and then you either slaughtered or sold the animal, so it says you have to pay four or five times as much, because you become rooted in the chit. And our assumption about what Rabbi Akiva means is that you now have gained full ownership of this animal and have sent it further and then we say emat. so what is Rabbi referring to? If there's talk about a case before the original owner gave up on never getting it Mika Nishtarish, there's no Nishtarish here because it's not yours you don't have ownership over it that you're then manipulating wrongly El Lachar Yehush, it must be that it's after Yehush Now, if that's the case, V'salka so you're saying that you're only Archive abrochamisha Hamisha after Yehush If you think Yehush itself is a Kenyan, why would you pay that? After all, You're shechting or selling your own animal. You should have to pay Kefah for stealing, but not Abrahamisha. Isha. Amri, so we'll see later on that Rav suggests in a parallel discussion, Mimnei she shanabechet. that Rabbi Kiva meant was not a legal category of saying you now own it and now you're really rooted in owning this pro- this uh, forbidden fruit, as it were, but rather you've done a bad thing and then you did another bad thing. In other words, you stole it and then you slaughtered it instead of returning it. So that has nothing to do with ownership. So the same answer we'll give here. Later on, we'll see where Rav originally said this. Now, toshma, let's see uh, another attack on, uh, on Rav's position that says that Arvachamish is only after Yehush, uh, th- that the second Ganav does not pay, um Kefal to the first Ganav, um, does pay Kefal the first Ganav if there was already Yeush uh, when he stole it. <inaudible> that the Dean of Mechira having to pay four or five is only if it's a Mechira that cannot be brought back. Emat, when is this? If you think the original owners never read Yehush, after all, they still own it. It's just been taken from them. So of course you can return it. It must be Lachar Yehush, because it was already Yehush, the God have already acquired it, then he sold it to you, and now there's no returning it. But if you think that the Ghanav really acquired it through Yeush, why, why should he pay Dalad Again, Shalot tov Shalom He ended up selling or slaughtering his own animal. So here we had Rav Nachman. Canav Rav Nachman prop the Yom. What's that, bright to, uh excluding when it says Enechozeret? It doesn't mean, again, a legal category of saying Yehush or not Yehush. It's talking about the form of the sale. When the Ganav sells it further, if he sold it in perpetuity, a normal sale, then he pays. But if he sells it for a limited period of time, akin to rental, then he wouldn't have pay over Hamisha, because it's not like Tficha, which is irrevocable. And later on, again, we'll see where Rav Nachman originally said that. Now, mate of a, the following challenge, again, against Rav. Now, this is a three-part that Watch this. Case A. B stole from A. C came along and stole from B. B has to pay A, the original owner, Kefal. C pays B, Karen. Alright, so B stole uh, a lamp from A. Uh, and then C comes along and steals it from B. B now has to pay A double the value of the lamp. And C has to pay B the value of the lamp. Single value. That's case A, case one. It's case two. B stole from A. B then sold it to C. D came along and sold it from C. And stole it from C. And let's say it was an animal and he, uh, it was a uh, shore. So instead of a lamb, he, he, he stole the shore. B stole the shore from A. He then sold it to C. C then had this stolen shore that he bought. D sold stole, stole it from him. B has to pay A five times the shore. And D has to pay C K fell. Now, ganav etavachu va'cher ganavo, and we're going to have to assume that all these three cases are either all lifnei or lachar yehu, which don't consistent. Now, ganav etavachu va'cher Gnavo, On the other hand, B stole from A, he shechted it, and then he, and then C came along and stole it from B. B has to pay A arba hamisha vasheni, and Rishalim tashlum kefral Karen bilvad. C only pays B the karen, the original amount. Alright, so we've got three different prongs to this Breita. but in the middle prong we have the following statement Ganav Maharva if B stole from A, sold it to C, and then D sold it from stole it from C. B pays A D pays C fell. Now Emat, when did all this happen? E if the original owner A never gave up on this animal? kefel. Why would D pay C kephel? After all, C never really owned it. There was no Yeush. Therefore D didn't steal it from an owner. Shin Reshut below Yeush, Mikal just the fact that it changed hands, that Shinemashut without yeush nobody would claim that that's a Kenyan. Ella Pshita Lachar It must be that our case is talking about Lachar Yayush. Now we Sakodaita Yayush Kona, if you think that yeush is Kona, Amai So what we're claiming here is that A gave up on ever getting this animal back. And if you think that Yehosh is Konev, then that means that when B then slaughtered it, or in this case sold it, why would he pay Avraham HaMisha? He was selling his own item. And by the way, once we say it's Lachar Yehosh, look at the first case. If B stole from A and then C stole from B, and of course we're positing this is that A gave up, I never getting it back. So according to you, Rav, B should now own it because of Yeosh. why do we say B pays A kephel but C only pays B Karen? And You said it's after Yeush, Kona, and you think Yeush is Kona, Why doesn't C pay B kephel? That proves that Rav against Rav that Yeush is not Kona. And therefore when B got it from A, B stole it from A, and the A was Mityaesh, B still doesn't own it, so for when C steals it from B, he doesn't pay him because he's not stealing it from the owner. the Rav it's a challenge to Rav. so we have several answers to defend Rav Amva Vitispor. he says, "Wait a second, Vamittrattahhi, do you think everything else is in order? Elani Sefa look at the last case of these three the. A, B stole from A, or stole the animal from B, from B stole the animal from A, B slaughtered the animal, and then C came and stole the meat from B. B has to pay A, A, and C only pays B the value of the meat, the value of the original animal. But everybody in the world agrees that Shuni Masa, like Shchita, certainly is a Kenyan. With yeush. So Rav says the entire, all three cases have to be Lifnei But then, of course, we have a problem. If it's Lifnei um, why in the middle case does the, uh, does the uh, D pay C kefel He stole it from a non-owner. So case 2 and case three's ruling should be flipped. In case 2, when it was stolen, D only pays C karen. In case three, when it was shechted, C pays B um uh K fell and not just Karen. We read it as follows Ganav Machar case one. The first guy has to pay the second guy, the, the guy who stole the B who stole it has to pay Rokamisha, and C who stole it from him only pays Karen. Why does Shinari shoot below Yehush Just changing hands with that Yehush doesn't mean anything. Gona the last case, when there was shchita. B has to pay A of shchamisha, v'ashedim shchatim kephel. C has to pay B kephel. Why? Because B was kind of the animal, v'ashedim with a shchita. And therefore, when C stole it from B, he now stole it from a real owner. Alright, so that's one way of answering. Rava defends Rav by saying that this entire Brite has to be Lifnei Yehosh and doesn't even address Rav's issue. Rav Papa Marleola Lo He says, no, you don't have to turn it around. And it's Lachar Yehosh. The last case represents Beit Shammai's opinion. If you recall, Beit Shammai was the opinion to Amar Shinib Bin Komal Shinui does not change anything. Sorry for the pun. But doing a Shinui does not change the status of the animal or of the stolen item. So Siata rav. But if that's the case, that it's laachar yeush, then in the first two cases, the challenge to rav because it says that you um, you're still t- taking from, as it were, from a non-owner. So we have a defense. He goes back to saying the entire thing is lifnei yeush. He agrees with Rav Papa that the last case represents Beit Shavai. What's the case? And the way Rashi explains what this means is that the owners, when it was stolen from them, thought they'd get it back. But once they found that it had been sold to somebody else, then they gave up. So the yeush only happened in reference to the Lokeach and not the Ganav. Why? To have the alone. You don't need it to change hands. Yehush alone would be enough. For the namikani Yehush alone would have been enough. And the, the fact that had he had, really had Yehush when it was stolen from him, the Ganav would then be the owner. So why did they have a third person come in here where it got stolen from him? Right? The reason they constructed the case in the Brighta to have a third person in there stealing was just because it's the only way that you could have both Ganavim paying. And that's what they wanted to present. But really, the um, the ganav himself would be konab if the adyer is towards him. Okay, itmar hamocher yeush. And you'll, this you'll see is sort of a fundamental piece of what we just did. Hamocher Let's say that a ganav steals the uh, the Bailim have not given up on getting it back, and the ganav sells it. Does he have to pay Hamish or not? Third generation uh, Amoraim, uh, second generation Amoraim and Bavel, disagree. Rav Nachman says you're still chayiv you're not yet. Chayv, why? Machra, um, uh, um, uh, the Torah says if he sells it, he sold it, so he's chayv. It does matter before or after says no, you don't pay for Why? har Ye the only, the hi only kicks in after Yehush you know it's after your thing that you're selling Why? hanum masab it has to be that your sale is a valid sale if I steal somebody something from somebody and the guy doesn't even know about it yet or or um he's still looking for the item and I sell it my sale's invalid he can go get it back from the guy if he already had Yehush, then the sale's valid so therefore of says since the Torah says if you stole sold it it means sold it in a valid sale. Then you have to pay a rochamisha. But before Yehush, where your act won't be valid, then you're a And what's his proof? Just like Shechita, because after all, the Torah says, It juxtaposes the two. Just like Shechita is only if it actually worked and you actually killed the animal, in the same way, if only if the sale is valid. I'm Rav Shesh, and Rav says, I'll prove it to you. This goes back. We just saw this a few minutes ago. Rabbi Kiva said, "Why the Torah say you have to pay such an exorbitant fee, fine? Nation ishtarish because you become rooted in the chet. When is this? if you mean there's before yeush, There's no Nishtarish because you don't own it. Again, we're reading Nishtarish meaning a legal definition that I'm now the owner." It must be that it's after Yehush. And the reason you have to be is because now you became the owner and you've done a terrible thing. I'm Ravah says, no, that's not what it means. And this is, again, as I mentioned, this is the original statement of Ravah that we invoked earlier. Ravah said, you know what Rabbi Kima meant? He didn't mean a legal definition. You're anchored in the Chit, but rather you sinned twice. First you stole it, then you sold it. Okay, so we can't prove it from there. Toshmo tzvachom acharo, matvi chashinachozer, afmi chirashinachozer, we already saw this. Eimat, ilan lefne yeyush, if you think it's lefne yeyush, amayinachozer, why wouldn't the sale go back? Ela lacha it must be lacha yeyush, vamina Alakha yeyushu, and that proves, Rufsheishit said, that the chiyuv only kicks in after yeyush, just like tvicha, after an irrevocable move. So Tehgar Rav Nachman Nachman defended his own position by saying, It doesn't mean Mechira without Yehush. It means Mechira that is only temporary, that's going to come back to you. Unlike Shchita, Shechita can't come back. Rav Lazar agrees with Rav Shesh. Rav Lazar in Tveria, agreed with the Shesh in Bavel that the Chiyuv uh, of arba Hamish is only after yeush. How do we know that? The Amar Abolazer. It's an interesting inference. He said as follows, b'alimhu. I'll prove to you that the default case of a Gneva is yeush. Why? Because the Torah said you have to pay four or five when you stole. Right? Uh, maybe the guy didn't have yeush, which means that Rabbi Hamish is of the opinion that yeush is what creates the Chiyuv. And he says, how can the Torah say automatically pay four or five? Maybe there wasn't Yehush. Meaning, if there wasn't Yehush, you wouldn't have the Chiyuv. And Rabbi Loza continues, Not because Yehush is, is, uh, is incidental. Yehush is critical here. But because the assumption is that there's always going to be Yehush. But maybe the Torah means, even if there wasn't Yehush, you still have to pay four or five. Like Nachman says, I don't think so. Why do me Because again, Mechirat and Shechita are parallel. Ma Tficha sab, Just like Shechita, it's a valid Shechita. Af Mechirah dahanu It has to be a sale. It's a valid sale. Without yeush. not a valid sale. If a hanu, if it's before yeush, I steal something from you and you're still looking for it and I sell it to another guy, it's not a valid sale. And you can come and collect it from the guy. But Dilma de Shamina de Yaish, maybe the only time the Torah says you have to pay four or five is when we actually heard that you're meet yayish and you said, I'm never going to see it again. So don't think so. Dumi the Altar Altar. if you shech the animal immediately after stealing, you're chayevaruch. So same thing with stealing with selling it. And we don't have to wait around to find out that the owner had Yayush, because the assumption is Yayush. Why does Rabulaza word it that way? Because he says that the only time you or is after Yehosh, just like Rav Sheshit. But Amr, Rav Yochan, Rav Yochanan, Rav colleague, turned to him and said, I can disprove your position by, by from kidnapping. Shein Yehosh bali after all, a person doesn't have Yehosh on his own body, he was kidnapped, and nonetheless, the fellow who kidnapped him is Chayev, so you're chayiv lifnei So you see that Rav Yochanan holds that even before yeush you're Chayv Hamisha, like Rav Nachman. Now, our question is within Rav Yochanan, would Rav Yochanan then take an opposite position of Rav Sheshit, a a diametrically opposite position of Rav and say that you're only Chayv and Lachar Yehush not Chayv, because again, the position that we keep proposing, if there's already Yehush in your Kona, then when you shecht, you're shechting your own animal. Rav Yochanan Amar chayav. Why? Shlakish Amar patur. We'll see. Rav Yochanan Amar chayav. Chiyuvah l'finay Yehush ben Achayayush. The Torah found you liable for Abul Chamisha whether there was Yehush or not. Shlakish Why? Chiyuvah l'finay The chiyuv was only before Yehush. The opposite of Rav Sheshet. kana. Why? It's your own animal that you're selling or that you're shechting, and therefore there's no chiyuv. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll continue in the next podcast, pick up on the discussion with Yohan and about the issue of Chiyuv l'achar yeyush. Everybody should have a wonderful day.